From the newsroom of the Rockford Register Star, here's what's new today. And hello, this is Jay Taft with you one more time with the Rockford Register Star and rrstar.com's weekly sports podcast, Not Just the Game. We're reaching out to find the biggest and most important sports stories in our area right now during the pandemic era that we're in right now with the lockdown and the stay-at-home orders and some of it easing up. Sports is starting to climb its way back into the picture a little bit. Uh, On that note, the AHL, the American Hockey League, just canceled the rest of its season and its postseason this week. Um, which was a blow to some of our local hockey fans in Rockford, as well as our Ice Hog players and coaches and staff. I've got one of them that I talked to, and it's Tyler Sakura, who was the captain of the Rockford Ice Hogs this past season, led the team in points, um, was up there in goals, was nearing a career high in points scored for him. Um, a true professional, uh, just a great guy, and uh, it, this is just a good opportunity to, number one, get a, get a chance to hear what he went through um, with the season the Ice Hogs were having, with the pandemic hitting and everything coming to a screeching halt, and then with the other day hearing that the whole season is out, as well as get, get a chance to know this kid. Um, he's, he's going to be, he's going to be out there. He's, he's a star still in the waiting. Um, so let's drop in on that conversation right now. This is, uh, Tyler Sakura. Um, Tyler Sakura, thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for having me, Jay. I gotta ask, how's the family? I know, is everybody locked down and safe? Um, your brother Dylan is a also a professional hockey player that lots of people around here know. Uh, how's the whole family, the whole Sakura clan? Luckily, everybody in uh, my family is doing well. <clears throat> we are uh, apart right now, but uh, I have been able to see them when I first went home and um, been in contact with Dill as well. Uh, and my older sister, Carly, she's got a little baby, uh, but it's just turned 17 months Yeah, yesterday, so... <laughs> Yeah, she's uh, definitely a source of entertainment for us all, and uh, everybody on our end is is doing well, all things considered. A lot of Zoom meetings with the little baby and stuff? Yeah, absolutely. You get the Instagram updates and everything. It's it's a pleasure to watch. Where are you right now, and who are you uh, stay at home with? I'm at my fiancé's place, so we've got her family. She's got two siblings. Uh, She's the oldest of them. She's got a younger brother, younger sister, uh, so we're we're at their parents just outside of Toronto, about twenty five minutes outside in a suburb. Uh, we got the basement apartment here all set up. So, well, I I know I've heard the words come out of your mouth that you've been out of skates longer in this stretch, maybe than you have since you were I don't know how old when you first put them on. Um, so let's go back. Uh, I want to hear the story from you. And before you get get into the March 12th-ish time period, go back a little bit farther 
Tyler, and talk to us a little bit about this season. It was a little bit of a bounce back season. It was up and down for all of the Ice Hogs, but um, you really, you you really stepped up your game. You got the captain CC. Uh, it was a it was quite a season, even up until that March twelfth date, wasn't it? Yeah, it was definitely uh, a step in the right direction for myself. I know I was determined after my first full season with the Ice Hogs to show that you know that this is what I was capable of and I was going to continue to improve on that trajectory. You know, despite being an older player, I still feel like I'm getting better and better. And uh, unfortunately, the year previous, I, you know, battled some injuries and that wasn't the only reason why, you know, maybe I didn't have the success that I wanted, but uh, I really felt like it was one step forward and two steps back and I couldn't quite find that groove uh, in, in that confidence that I know I was capable of. So, uh, this past year, I think I took on even more of a, a role on the ice and off the ice. I improved in a lot of areas that I was looking to improve in. And uh, I was pretty happy with my consistency in terms of, you know, playing with different line mates and in different situations and trying to contribute throughout the course of the year. I was happy to play, uh, you know, every game that, that we had scheduled. And that was a, a goal. And that's something that I've luckily been able to do a couple times in my uh in my seasons your numbers exploded this year i mean and and you talked about the 1819 season i mean you you battled some things and it was a different kind of year but 19 points out of that season and this season you had 14 goals and 30 team high 34 points um up until the time things were halted uh, what was working for you this season uh, I think it was just a matter of, you know, A, getting a little bit of puck luck. Uh, I, I felt like, you know, I was playing better than maybe my production had um, had displayed the previous year. But, um, you know, I think I was just in terms of confidence, having the puck on my stick a little bit more and being able to play with some, you know, really skilled players up and down the lineup. We had some talent, um, you know, both young and uh, a couple of veterans, especially later on in the year that we had added to the team. So uh, there's definitely a, a room to progress and keep getting better. But I was happy that I was able to use the off season to reset and focus on the things that I knew I could improve in. And, uh, you know, also importantly, going back to things that I thought were strengths of mine. Uh, I had heard, you know, throughout my career trying to break into professional hockey, oh, you're not a good enough skater. And I tried to really, really work on my skating for the last five, six years. I think it has improved a lot, but, um, you know, you also don't want to forget what makes you uh, a good player. And I think I have some talent and uh, ability to produce points. And I was happy to kind of start to combine those two things and have everything come together. Oh, yeah, that puck handling. That's that's just in the blood, isn't it? I mean, you guys are just born. We spent to... many hours in the basement, so <laughs> I think that's the key. You just got to have a stick in your hands more often than not, and that was something that I focused on last summer. It's, uh, you know, instead of trying to escape the game for a while and not touch your stick quite as much and work on skating, I was like, let's get out in the backyard, have a stick in my hands, stick handle circuits, you know, just kind of uh, never quite lose that touch. And I think that helped a lot. You Sakura boys, it's just an extension of the arm. That's all That's it is. That's right. <laughs> um, all right. Now, oh, real quick now, the captaincy, how you got the C this season was a little interesting. Um, run us through that real quick and talk about what an honor that was. 
so obviously uh, at the start of the year we had Christopher Stieg who you look at his resume and not only um, on paper but the kind of guy that he was the kind of character that he brought to the room and just his his energy around the room with you know a lot of younger guys on our team he was in a, a different scenario than he had been previously in his career so uh, he really stepped up for us, and even though he wasn't there for so long, I think he really left a, a huge mark on our team. And um, after he had left, we had kind of been in some discussions, knowing that his body wasn't quite where he would like it to be, and um, you know, understanding with the with the career that he's had and all the games and uh, you know torment that he's had to go through, um, it was time for him to focus on some other things and step aside so uh shortly thereafter that coach king brought me into the room and uh we just had a quick discussion and he said that you know you're our, you're our leader uh we're gonna give you the captaincy i thought last year uh speaking of the the previous year it was a void that we felt that needed to be filled so uh it was a huge huge honor and uh it makes you think about my career leading up to that and, and all that you've gone through just to make it into the league and then to be the captain of a team and uh, you know thinking about the amount of respect that I had for some of the pl- captains that I've played for uh, and played with it's uh, it's really an honor and something that'll be a feather in my cap for the rest of my uh, life. I remember you you got emotional you were reflecting and it really hit you just to have that see on your sweater didn't it yeah it did for sure I mean like I said when I was in the ECHL my first captain was Jared Nightingale who was a former captain of Rockford as well so um, you know I can still remember walking into the room and looking at his resume and the way that he conducted himself and um, you know some of the other teams that I'd been called up for and played uh, a couple games with you know Mike Weber was one of my captains he was a longtime NHL veteran and Ryan Craig from Cleveland uh, and Springfield and you know these guys are you know very grizzled veteran players with families and kids and uh, you know just to to think that you'd be in that company uh, sooner rather than later it really meant a lot to me and it, and it continues to well-deserving, too, and you took it on, and this was not an easy season for a leader. I mean, you guys had many, many injuries. You guys had lots of call-ups because the Blackhawks were were having the same issues with injuries. Um, it was a challenge this year to be a leader on this team, wasn't it? It was, and it's something that uh, I learned previously, I think, going back and reflecting on some of my experiences when I received the captaincy as a junior in college, I think I put a little bit too much pressure on myself. We ourselves had dealt with a lot of injuries and we weren't quite playing to the uh, our capabilities. We, we started the year 0-8, and 8, I remember, and it was just, you know, every mounting loss, you think that it's all on you. And I felt like I had to do everything. and To weight on the know, shoulders. The weight on the shoulders is really affecting my play, and I started to realize, you know, in hindsight that maybe that wasn't the best idea for me to try to take on all these new responsibilities. You know, I think you're selected and and you're given a leadership role because of what you're already doing, so you don't necessarily have to change anything all that much. I think 
you know, my best, um, my, my best advice for anybody going through that is, you know, continue to do what you have been doing to get yourself in that position. And, you know, sure, there's going to be some meetings and uh, other things that you're going to have to step up and be a part of. But, uh, you know, those are all things that I welcome. And I think they, they help me, um, you know, not only uh, on the ice, but also off the ice. Yeah, definitely. Um, good stuff. Well, congratulations again on that on the captain C. That's just such Thank a you. neat honor. You could see it in you and and the rest of the team and the coach. How much that means to you guys. It's it is. I don't. The people outside the hockey circle don't realize what what an honor that really is. Um, all right, so you guys, you got hot. It was an up and down. We talked about it. It was an up and down season. There were times when you were, uh, I think you climbed as high as third in the division standings at one point, and you fell behind at some point. You were, you know, five games back. Um, you won seven out of ten in a stretch that led you into March. Um, so let's go back to that and you kind of walk me through those last couple of games early March um, when the team was playing well and then all of a sudden uh, COVID-19 hits. Yeah, we had a tough stretch. I believe it was in you know, January, February where we were very depleted and we just couldn't kind of seem to get a break. Our schedule was, you know, before Christmas, I remember playing nine games in 12 days or something like that with travel and uh you know with bodies that weren't uh at 100 percent, the ones that were even in the lineup so uh getting through some of those phases you know were definitely difficult but I, we felt that if we could just keep ourselves in the race then uh, we would be able to make those points up later the the benefit of playing in the ahl you play the same team so many times that you're going to be able to uh, you know, play the teams that you're chasing. And if you take care of business there, then, you know, you're kind of able to write your own fate. And that's something that we were working towards down the stretch. Like you said, we had started to kind of come on a little bit as a team. And, um, you know, those are the games that really separate, um, you know, the the men from the boys, so to speak. They, they get harder and harder. And that's a great opportunity for development for a lot of our young players. And, um, also for, uh, you know, the scouting staff. And if you're looking to move up to the Blackhawks, they want to see how you play, not in the, you know, the blowout in December, but in March, in, you know, April, when, when the games are on the line and everything matters, uh, how do you respond to those and how do you bring it night in, night out? So uh, it's really disappointing because that's, you know, the reason why, why you play is for those big games. Gosh, uh, I mean, what was what was the emotions like? How how did everything unfold for you guys? You were on the road, um, but I actually, I think the last game was just in Chicago. The last game that it you was played. in Chicago, oh, and and we dropped a tough one. But we were we were getting ready to, to get our overtime the following right. the following weekend. Um, everything happened so abruptly. I remember looking and uh, reading about the NBA being canceled. And to be honest, once I saw that, I thought, you know, this is this is not good for us. Um, and everything, that was kind of the first domino to fall, I feel like, uh, in North America especially. Everyone kind of followed suit after that. Um, and, and at that point, you know, nobody knows 
we're going to lose the whole stinking everything when it comes to the AHL. Um, but, but then this Monday, uh, that news comes down that the AHL is canceled for the rest of the season, postseason as well. Um, give me your quick take on that, the emotions that you might have, must have felt when you heard that. Yeah, you go through a lot of them uh, over the couple months that we are on pause, I think. You know, I was trying to be as educated as possible and uh, as informed as possible. And based on what I had read and what I was hearing, the, you know, the likelihood of us coming back and being able to finish out the season I knew was, was pretty small. But um, at the same time, until that announcement happens, you can't mentally you know, fully let go or reflect on the year. I was still kind of training and preparing as though anything can happen. And, um, you know, that's kind of the case where we're at now where the NHL's trying to return back to play, but you don't know when that might be. You don't know how many players they're going to need or uh, anything like that. So just trying to control what you can control and that's your, your work ethic and try to use this time as an opportunity as well, whether it be to escape the game and focus on some other things and rest your body or, uh, you know, separate yourself in terms of the work that you put in uh, and using this time wisely, because I think at the end of it, you'll see who uh, who's done that and who hasn't. And I can't, I think it was coach King, Derek King of the ice hogs that I was talking with about this, but there could be with the the talk with the NHL is that they're really trying hard to get a, some sort of playoff format to to be able to you know finish this this season off for them and if that happens you've got to figure there're going to be more AHL players needed number 1 for the playoff rosters number 2 for the handful of guys that can't get there or aren't ready or have an underlying health concern or I mean there's so many variables here this could be that NHL opportunity that you've been waiting for as well right could be coming well that's kind of how my mentality goes it's you know okay the the chances of everything coming to fruition them being able to go back and play uh this year and finish playoffs uh and I, you know, who knows if they're allowed to add NHL contracts? At last I read, they weren't. But uh, maybe that was just for European. Maybe you know, AHL players could have a potential to uh, become a black ace and go from there. So right, um, it's you know, all you, still in discussion, right? Exactly. So you know, you know, despite what the circumstances is, uh, yeah, what else do I have to do? You know, that, <laughs> that's my job. I'm trying to use this as much as an opportunity as possible. I think. Uh, you know, the the way that I conduct myself, uh, that if if somebody was needed to, um, to you know, step in or, or if you have to wonder about who's taking care of themselves during a time like this and, and trying to improve, I, I think I fall in that category for sure. And, uh, you know, whether it's this year or next year, you know, if they try to cram in 82-game season and from December till... June or whatever the case may be, there there could be a rampant injury that happens. There could be any number of uh, you know hurdles in terms of the number of players that they're going to need. So uh, I'm just trying to stay ready, and I feel like I'm coming into my physical peak personally. So uh, if I can use this time to to get in that peak shape and to 
get better at the game of hockey and um you know just mentally take take some of these this time as as uh, an advantage for myself then i think i can put myself in a position to hopefully to make that step to the nhl you're about to turn how old in a week is it 28 years old all right okay you're a week away um getting there yes you are uh, Tyler Sakura once again with the Rockford Ice Hogs. And are, you know, I, I don't hate to sound naive, but it's such a weird time. Are you officially a free agent or do we know? How? Uh, to be honest, I'm not even sure. <laughs> well, good. Then I don't sound so stupid if you don't know either. It's yeah, just such I a different time. Con- yeah, with the conclusion of the AHL season being on an AHL contract, I guess I would be, but. Uh, I'm not even entirely sure how this whole free agency period is going to work. And I wouldn't be surprised if you're one of the names that gets called up there or is part of the Black Aces group that they keep handy. I mean, it's there's a lot still to come, still to this story to come, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. And so that's where you could get yourself into wondering and uh, playing out every scenario in your head, which... You know, I've definitely fallen guilty of doing myself, but, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's your guys' job. So, you know, my job is just get up, train, try to eat healthy and, and, uh, you know, like I said, use this time as an advantage and uh, to escape from the game, you definitely realize what you're missing in a time like this. Appreciate life and your life. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Everybody's doing a whole lot of that these days. Appreciating the way it used to be. Gosh. Um, Tyler Sakura, you have been wonderful. I'm so glad we got a chance to do this and let give people a little idea of who you are a little bit more and what you've been dealing with and going through. This has been great. Tyler, thank you so much. Any message for the Ice Hog fans out there uh, anxiously awaiting for something? <laughs> Just stay patient. Um, I think that's going to kind of be a mantra that comes out of this. You, you don't really know what's going to happen in terms of uh, you know hockey coming back this year, next year, whenever the, the case may be, but uh, you know, it definitely will return, and the support that the Ice Hogs fans have shown through uh, everything, and, and most recently through donating to uh, our fund, is is just tremendous. So uh, that's the kind of people that we have in Rockford, and the kind of community and the fans that we have. So uh, you know, I wouldn't expect anything different from them. Tyler Sakura, you've been a great guest for our podcast, Not Just a Game. This is Jay Taft. I really appreciate you sitting down with us. Thanks again, and stay healthy and safe, okay? Appreciate it. Thanks, Jay. You too. For more from the newsroom of the Rockford Register Star, go online at rrstar.com.